Welcome to episode two of Mike's Mental Models. Today, alternative histories. In episode one, we talked about Gordian knots and Chesterton fences, and those were two mental models, two uh, ends of the same spectrum, where you can look at history and ask why something is done the way it is done, and then move forward and decide. And that was a vertical, that was a focused uh, look at history. Today we're going to talk about alternative histories, and that's more of a horizontal, uh, wide-ranging approach. Alternative histories is the mental model that you should think of all possible outcomes that could have happened rather than the single outcome that did happen. This was first introduced to me by Nassim Taleb in his book Fooled by Randomness. And there he writes, quote, I start with the platitude that one cannot judge a performance in any given field by the results, but by the costs of the alternative. Such substitute courses of events are called alternatives histories. Clearly, the quality of a decision cannot be solely judged based on its outcome, but such a point seems to be voiced only by people who fail. And what Talib is saying here is that we should consider the wide spectrum of outcomes. I saw this in my own research for my book, 28 Lessons from Startups That Failed, and there was a lot of positive attitude, a lot of optimism in the entrepreneurs before they began their startups. A lot of them talked about and wrote about other startups that had succeeded. That is, they took the vertical approach of only seeing people that were successful. And that book grew out of my frustration in with the survivorship bias. That's the idea that we overweight some outcome because we can see the survivors, but, um, but not the people who failed, the people who perished in their attempts. And in my other uh, series on Medium, you can see a bunch of stories from basketball players to World War II airplanes to mutual funds. So we can get over this survivorship bias. We can use this mental model of alternative histories if we look at the wide scope of all possible outcomes. In his book, Talib articulates this by comparing the lifetime earnings of a thousand dentists with the lifetime earnings of a thousand janitors, one of whom wins the lottery. And Talib guesses that their overall income would be the same. That is, all of those dentists' income would equal all of the janitors' income plus the one set of lottery winnings. And his point is that even though the total is the same, the range in outcomes is pretty different. Where dentists are clustered around a normal distribution of, let's say, an income of $100,000 a year. Whereas janitors are clustered around maybe an income of $50,000 a year with one big outlier at the other end. And we can take this idea of alternative histories and apply it to a whole range of things in life. One example of this is uh, family vacation. If you uh, have a family with kids, uh, you probably will look into going on a Disney vacation. Disney is like Talib's dentist. It has very little variance. 
parents know that Disney will be expensive, it will be crowded, and it will be manufactured. But it will also be safe, it'll be geared towards kids, there will be easy souvenirs, easy food, the paths will be clearly marked, it'll be easy to get to. Off the freeway, you'll know exactly what hotels to stay in. So Disney has a very normal distribution. That is, Disney, you know what you're getting with Disney. Compare that to a family vacation to Maine. Maine would be much more different. How do you get there? Where do you stay? What do you do? You'll have a lobster roll, but, but will your kids eat lobster? Maine is a beautiful state, but how much hiking can your kids do before they get tired? How long can they be on a boat before they get seasick? Once everyone gets tired and wants to go to the next place, you'll have to get in the car and spend an hour on the winding roads of Maine and the kids will ask, are we there yet? So the Maine vacation for a family is much more bimodal. It's much closer to the version of our janitors where you'll have a really good experience or maybe a really bad experience. And this mental model um, also varies on your situation, where if you're a latchkey kid, if your kids love Disney, if they watch the Disney Channel, then the average outcome of Disney is probably going to be pretty high. Your kids will like that. If you're maybe a homeschooler, or you really enjoy spending a lot of time outside, then Maine's um, average outcome is probably going to be a little higher, and Disney's a little lower. So it matters also where you start from, but you should consider what the alternative histories are, what other possible outcomes exist. Let's look at the case of Charles Lindbergh, who was one of many pilots queuing up in New York City. In fact, he was one of three pilots that was going to attempt a transatlantic flight at the airport he was at. So it wasn't as if Lindbergh was the only one that was trying to do this. Pilots were trying to cross from France as well. So we can look at this situation of transatlantic flight as one where many of the alternative histories meant somebody would end up doing it. It may not have been Lindbergh, it may have been someone else, but ultimately it would have get done. It would have gotten done. And this is a case of alternative histories being narrow. It was going to happen. We can contrast this against what was happening in France a hundred years before then. The French Revolution was rising, the fervor was growing more intense, and Napoleon ultimately came into power. But that we had Napoleon lead the French Revolution is much more like our janitor that wins the lottery. Napoleon had just become a French citizen. That is, the island he was born on had just become a territory of France. Napoleon had to get lucky to be accepted into the military school he trained at. He had to have a host of bifurcations, uh, forks in the road, that had to go a certain way and not another for him to become the emperor of France. This is a case of alternate histories being wide. Napoleon was an outlier. So when we look at that, we can know that something would have happened, but that it happened the way Napoleon did it, that was only one outcome out of a very, very wide range. Another example is given by Stephen Jay Gould in his book, Full House. And he asks why we only have two species of horse today. There's four species of zebra, five species of wild ass, but only two of horse. So why is that? And Gould points out the path dependence of alternative histories. That is, once something happens, 
as they say in the movies, there's no turning back. So we can see these alternative histories as path dependent. Once you do something, you can't do something else. Another example is in Peter Thiel's book Zero to One, where he writes, quote, with the benefit of hindsight, we know that winning that ultimate competition, that is being selected as a clerk for a Supreme Court justice, would have changed my life for the worst, end quote. So Thiel is saying that if he had become a Supreme Court justice, his life would have been much worse than it was now. And while Thiel may not admit it, I am going to push back on his conclusion and say that it probably would have been good as well. This is an example of alternative histories being a little bit biased. I think Thiel would have done very well if he had continued his career in law. And whether or not he was a clerk for a Supreme Court justice wouldn't have mattered one way or the other. Or maybe at least not as much as he admits and would have changed his life for the worse. Hopefully these stories about Peter Thiel horses, Napoleon, and Charles Lindbergh get you thinking about the alternative histories in your own life, whether it's in business or relationship with kids or your spouse or anybody that's in your life or any of the decisions that you have to make. And this mental model is one that Charlie Munger supports too. Once you mix in a bit of simple algebra, our anecdotes become what's called decision tree theory. About this, Munger says, quote, So you have to learn in a very usable way, this very elementary math, and use it routinely in life. Just the way, if you want to become a golfer, you can't use the natural swing that broad evolution gave you. You have to learn to have a certain grip and swing in a different way to realize your full potential as a golfer, end quote. You have to know that the outcome was only a outcome. Consider the other histories that you don't observe playing out, and you'll get the true picture of what the payout is. Alternative histories get us past our biases and help us see the world more clearly. Thanks for listening to Episode 2 of Mike's Mental Models. 